Thanks everyone for joining this exciting event. Um, it's the first episode of the Xamarin podcast, which is going to be a bi-monthly, so every uh, two weeks or so, um, a podcast that's going to be talking about all things mobile development and Xamarin. Uh, we're recording this episode on the 19th of August, Monday 19th of August. I'm Chris Hardy, and I'm joined by Pierce Bogan. Do you want to say hi, Pierce? Hey, everybody. And you can uh, follow myself on Twitter at ChrisNTR, and you can follow Pierce at Pierce Bogan. Um, and, of course, you should make sure you follow the Xamarin HQ account as well on, on Twitter. Um, so we're going to go through some of the interesting tweets, blog posts, news, and events that we have heard about over the last week or two. And also try and you know, keep you Xamarin developers in, in the loop of what's happening in the mobile world. Um, you know, the big thing that we saw for the last couple of weeks was uh, the Apple Developer Portal. So if you're an iOS developer, you probably already know about this. Um, but the Apple Developer Portal went down, uh, caused a lot of problems for people. Um, you know, what problems did you have with that, Pierce? Well, I was actually trying to provision some devices for a little side app I was working on and just had tons of trouble, obviously, because the entire developer center was down. And then when they started rolling back up stuff, uh, it was very slow. And so it took a while to get the, pro the devices provisioned, but uh, I got it fixed now. So Very nice. Yeah, and you know the, the good news is that the Apple Developer Portal is up and running uh, for everyone. So in you know, the, the couple of weeks of paying where people are like, you know, what's happening with the, the Apple Developer Portal? It is up and running again, so that's great to hear. Yeah, there was actually some uh, funny parody accounts on Twitter. There was uh, Apple at Apple Dev Center had some funny tweets. Um, one was uh, talking about how Marco sold the Developer Center and some other stuff like that. So that was pretty funny. You should check it out. Very nice. Um, and also, I think there was something in the news today about kind of uh, upping the limit of uh, devices that you can now have as as an Apple developer. Yeah, um, well, currently I know everyone knows we're uh, limited to 100 test devices, and of course if you delete one or someone has to get removed because the device got messed up and you had to get a replacement, that counts against your limit. So Apple has finally decided to raise the limit to 200 devices. Uh, this is something they're still rolling out. Not everyone has it. I just actually checked mine, and I don't. But it's nice, especially now that there's more devices and stuff like that. It's really great to have... Uh, a lot more, tons of more slots uh, that we can use. Yeah, and I mean, when people were starting developing for iOS, you only had, you know, iPod touches and you had iPhones and they were kind of the only devices. And now with the iPads coming out, we've got retina displays and all sorts of different things. I think a lot of people are hitting that 100 limit uh, much more frequently. So if they do end up, you know, allowing you 200 devices, that would be great. Yeah, and now you even have uh, people giving access to the press early, too, via this program. And so this allows you to distribute even more um, of your app before you release it, which is really awesome. Very nice. Um, so also something that happened in the last couple of weeks was that Google announced Android 4.3. Yes, that's another Jelly Bean device um, and Jelly Bean OS. Um, and that's with the, uh, with the Nexus 7. Do you have a Nexus 7, Pierce? I do not. I don't have any Android devices. I actually thought about wow. getting the old uh, Nexus 7, but there was an issue with heat and, and putting out way too much heat. So I actually might upgrade to this new one. Yeah, I think it looks pretty nice. And, you know, it's now got the kind of the retina display, I believe. Um, and it comes, you know, straight out of the box with Android 4.3. So uh, that'd be pretty nice to play around with. I, I have a Nexus 7 myself. Um, it's a really nice form factor. 
Um, the iPad mini is very similar. I think I got it before I got the iPad mini. So that kind of kind of form factor and device size really works well. Um, and kind of with, with this new release, um, also um, they released Google Play services. Um, so they allow you to add in maps and all sorts of great features into your into your apps using using those services. You now have the Google Play services component that Xamarin released. Uh, so this is a blog post that Xamarin um, announced that basically has um, allowing you to use different services. Mainly the maps is kind of the, the big one that people want to use this uh, API for. You can go down, you can check out the sample and the components. Um, we're going to be kind of linking to the um, to the kind of the sites and uh, blog posts that we're mentioning as we go along so you can uh, catch up on this in, in the description. Um, so that's a pretty nice uh, Google Play services component that they released. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I know a lot of people had issues with bindings and stuff like that. Now you don't have to deal with it. You can just fire up a Xamarin Studio, Visual Studio, download the component and get it in your app. Uh, kind of leading on to with the um, announcement that Android uh, of Android 4.3 and the Nexus 7, um, Google also announced the Chromecast, which is a way of basically allowing you to stream media content from uh, an Android device, an iOS device, straight over to um, a TV that, you know, all it needs is HDMI, you plug it in, $35 I think it is, and then you're done. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I actually need to get one, but I know right now the uh, Amazon shipping pr uh, time is listed at two to three months, so it may be wow. a while before I get one. Yeah, and, and you know, I think um, I know a few uh, developers got their devices pretty early. They must have been right on right on the announcement and getting that shipped. Um, and we have Larry, Larry O'Brien, who works for uh, Xamarin. He actually created a binding for the um, the iOS library that um, Google uh, released with this, so you can send uh, video or audio to uh, to um, any sort of TV device. Um, and he put the binding up online, he put the source code for a little sample app, uh, so you can use um, Xamarin.iOS with you know, your Google Chromecast that you just got in the mail. Yeah, I like how Google didn't limit this to just Android devices too. It's pretty cool that we can uh, stream via Xamarin.iOS to our TVs via the Chromecast, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, they, I think they also have companion apps I think they're going to release um, as well so if you have I think it works with things like Netflix and stuff like that as well so that's really nice to see. So we're going to be talking about some of the uh, cool apps that have been released using Xamarin's tooling. Uh, this one that we thought was really cool this week was the Lion Diet app. It's by Roger Peters who has also released other apps like the Word Search Little Books app. Um, and it's a really cool app. It's really simple. It shows a lot of the iOS 7 design kind of thought. Um, it has uh, nuclei iOS charting components in it. Um, and it, you just built it with uh, two to three weeks of a spare time. It's really cool. Basically, you enter in what weight you want to be, what weight you are now, and it kind of helps you track on a healthy scale, not losing a whole bunch of weight at once as you kind of go down. And it's really cool because he he took the uh, Nuclei iOS component, which can be found in the component store, and he styled it to fit his application's need needs. And uh, I I just thought it was a pretty cool app. Yeah, it's it's a very nice app, and as you say, it's it's very fitting with the iOS seven uh, kind of look and feel that people are kind of expecting with the with the new iOS seven release. So uh, fits in really nicely there. And and there's a whole blog post I think he kind of went through on kind of how how he used this. So it's definitely worth checking out that blog post. And so also one of the things that got released uh, was the Azure Service Bus Notification Hub. So this is something that 
um, Microsoft put into uh, general availability on their on their service. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about the notification hub and kind of how this fits in with Xamarin? Sure. So basically, everyone knows about Azure. You probably heard about it, and uh, it's a cloud service from Microsoft. They've been offering up new stuff pretty much every week. They have new pricing structure and everything. Uh, it's pretty cool. And so basically with all these cloud services, there's a lot of different services. They don't just offer data storage and stuff like that. They usually offer a complete backend. And so Azure has kind of moved into that line too as well uh, with Azure Service Bus Notification Hub. So with Parse or uh, some of the other cloud storage providers, you can actually send uh, push notifications. And it's really cool because it can tie into your data and stuff. So if you see a user has X enabled, you can send a, a push notification based off that. And so the integration with that really makes it seamless. And uh, this is for iOS and Android and I believe Windows Phone. So definitely great to have one uh, unified API, which we can send notifications to all of the different platforms. And uh, obviously this works in uh, Xamarin. Uh, Roy, who spoke at Evolve, actually made some bindings for it. Yeah, and he, and he put this up on his, on his blog post and there's a video on kind of how you can use the Windows as your push notifications as well. So uh, I would definitely recommend checking that out if you want to use uh, this notification hubs with Xamarin.iOS in your apps. For sure. Uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about some events that are coming up. Um, one big one that's coming up in September on the 5th in San Francisco is Parse Developer Day. Pretty excited. Unfortunately, I can't attend, but it, it looks pretty cool. They have uh, three tracks. They have Intro, Advanced, and the Partner Track. And companies like Xamarin, woo, Microsoft, Twilio, Stripe, and Facebook are going to be there. And you can see Craig Dunn, our developer evangelist, uh, who's going to be giving a talk. And all the proceeds go to CodeNow, which is a nonprofit serving youth in New York City, Washington, D.C., and San Francisco, which provides free programming training to high schoolers. So it sounds like a really cool thing you could go to. Learn about Parse. If you're just now starting out, they got the intro track. If you've been playing around with it, they have the advanced track. And if you want to see stuff about integration, you can check out the partner track. Yeah, very nice. And that, I think that's on the uh, Thursday on the 5th of September. Uh, so definitely check it out. It's at the Marriott Marquis at the San Francisco, um, in the San Francisco area. So definitely check that out. And so there's another uh, blog post that we kind of wanted to mention. It's called Movement to Xamarin and Mobile Development. Um, and this is a blog post that was created by a guy called Angel. Um, Angel sorry. Um, and he created you know a blog post just kind of mentioning about the pros and cons of using uh, Xamarin and, and kind of where he's from. Um, he also did kind of two blog posts. He did one blog post in English and he also um, translated it into Spanish. So if there's any Spanish listeners, uh, definitely go and check out uh, the Spanish version of, of the blog post. So do you want to give a little bit more about kind of what the, the blog mentioned? Yeah, so I think it's actually on hell. I'm not really sure. I'm not great with the Spanish names, but uh, okay. Uh, talks as you said, he talks about the pros and cons and he personally was coming from uh, a Flash-related background, and he kind of saw the writing on the wall with uh, Flash changing the roadmap. Uh, Steve Jobs kind of saying, we're not going to have Flash on iOS and some other things like that. So he was kind of looking for a new gig to get into. And so he looked at Xamarin, and he really liked a few things. Uh, he really liked that it was a strongly typed language in C-sharp. And you can bring in C-sharp 5, async await. They have the, all the .NET 4.5 base class library stuff for you to leverage. Um, you can talk a little bit about uh, code reuse, uh, how you can share the business logic and rewrite the UI for each platform so you get a great user experience for each platform, but you get to share 60 to 70% of code is what he actually mentions in his uh, blog post. 
And then he talked a little bit about uh, bindings and how you can still leverage. If you have a little bit of Android or, uh, excuse me, Java or Objective-C code base, you can leverage that in your Xamarin.Android or iOS app with no problem with bindings. And he talked about Xamarin Studio and how it has a lot of the modern features of any IDE you would expect and how he liked that. Very nice. Um, and that kind of leads us on nicely to another thing that we're going to mention on, on the podcast, uh, which is actually a blog post on the uh, Xamarin website um, by Mike Bluestein, and it's called Transitioning to Xamarin from Objective-C. So as you kind of mentioned, you can reuse either Java or Objective-C skills. Um, this blog post basically features, uh, if you're an Objective-C developer or, if you, or you use Objective-C in the past, or even if you have a third-party library that's written with Objective-C, how you can go and take your knowledge um, of that language and use that within a Xamarin.iOS app. Um, so you, you're kind of not leaving all your Objective-C knowledge behind. You can use that within um, a Xamarin.iOS uh, point of view. And it has a primer on how you can use Objective-C in C-sharp. Also kind of talks about the iOS bindings um, and how you can kind of walk through um, a way of binding a third-party library. I think it uses a color picker, an open source color picker for this example. Um, and it's a really nice way of being able to share code, um, even though it's not cross-platform per se, but it's, it allows you to reuse existing Objective-C code. Yeah, and uh, another cool thing that kind of just happened was uh, Miguel came out with uh, a webinar that was pretty popular, kind of went a little bit viral on Twitter, uh, talking about async and await, and kind of bringing that idiom uh, over from desktop world to mobile world and how we can, he talked about a lot about how users have come to expect speed and responsiveness that we can get from um, some of the desktop applications. They're a little bit harder with the processing power of our uh, mobile devices. And he just talked about a lot about, he gave a very big overview just from a non-mobile-centric uh, viewpoint, uh, talked about why you should use async await, talked about callback hell, um, a lot about how we've made programming a little too complicated. Uh, callbacks are our generation's go-to statement. It was a really, really good um, introduction. Then he moved and talked about how this applies to mobile and talked about the asyncification of, asyncification is a great word, of iOS and Android uh, APIs on Xamarin.iOS and Android. So we've actually taken a lot of the native APIs and made them uh, asynchronous, which is really cool. And they, he obviously all the base class libraries now also feature the same asynchronous um, standards you would expect from uh, regular.net. And this was actually focused, uh, featured in the iOS Dev Weekly uh, newsletter that goes out that's really popular. So that was really cool to see. So one of the other events that uh, is happening in the future. Uh, so if you're a New York developer, if you're in the New York area, um, Greg Shackles, one of the Xamarin MVPs, he's got a uh, New York City Mobile.net developers group that he puts on. Um, but he's also uh, speaking about building multi-platform multi native apps with MVVM Cross and C Sharp on October the 21st of, um, of 2013. And this is a Monday and it's in uh, a Microsoft building in New York. So I'd recommend uh, you head out there and, and go and see Greg talk. He's a, he's a great speaker. He was speaking at, uh, at the Xamarin Evolve conference in April. So uh, definitely worth hanging out there and, and going to see him. And I actually read Greg's book on uh, building cross-platform applications with Xamarin, which was really good. So it's awesome to see he's continuing that uh, book's tradition on with 
uh, MVVM, and it's a great cross-platform design pattern. And, and I'm, I'm really interested. I hope they record it because I'm not going to be able to make it to New York, but it'd be a really cool session to attend. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be recorded, so I would definitely recommend you head down there and, and maybe we can get Greg on as a, as a guest in future podcasts. That might be quite good fun. Um, so there's another project. So we, we see a bunch of projects that come up on, um, on kind of GitHub and open source kind of area. And one of these projects is Monkey Arms, which is a model view controller um, sort of store is what, they, is what they call it. So MVCS. Um, and it's a framework which basically it's like a micro architecture for your app. So if you do stuff like uh, dependency injection um, or write your own custom inject attributes and things like this, and if you want to do mediators and invoke and commands, uh, that sort of thing, uh, this adds it in for you as, as part of kind of like the, the architecture of your app that you kind of reuse across different, um, different projects that you might have. Um, so this is a this is a project which is inspired um, by the AS3 framework robot legs. So if you do any AS3 development or know of any action script uh, development, this is a framework that is popular there. And they must have been familiar with that on the Flash side, so they wanted to see it within their Xamarin, Xamarin apps. Sounds really right. cool. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, you should definitely check it out. It's up on GitHub at github.com slash benbishop slash monkeyarm, so you should check that out. And another project we thought was really cool was released by Paul Betts, who works for GitHub. He has a lot of really cool projects. You should check out his GitHub at github.com slash xpaulbetts, x uh, forward slash. And he has a lot of really cool projects on there, a lot of them foc focusing on Xamarin 2. Uh, the one we're going to be highlighting this week is called Splat. And so basically, when you're writing cross-platform code, there's a whole bunch of if-defs and Stuff that makes basically your view models and stuff like that really, really, really hard to read. Um, at best, you could just say it was really bad form and it just doesn't look right. Uh, at worst, it's wrong. So uh, I guess that would always be the worst case scenario. Uh, so Splat aims to fix that. So they're gonna there's a two native and front native extension method which converts the abstraction to a platform specific version. So he's uh, currently supporting a lot of the geometry uh, primitives like point F, size F, rectangle F, uh, as well as some of the color uh, libraries. And uh, it's a fairly new project, but it looks really cool and promising, and I definitely need to play around with some more. Very nice. Yeah, so definitely check that out. Um, and also, just kind of finish on here, we, we're talking about another uh, Xamarin app that was released um, recently, and it's called Word Out. So that's Word Out, all one word. Um, and this is, you know, a similar, um, I mean, the, the word games have been very popular over the last, you know, couple of uh, years, kind of uh, things like Word with Friends. Um, and we had the, um, what was the 8 Bits one that came out? Um, I forgot the name of it now. Do you, do you remember, Pierce? I don't know. But there has been a lot of word apps. It seems like everything on the top top 100, like 80% of them is word apps or games. So, yeah, so there's that. So this is kind of like you have Scrabble tiles and you have to, make as many words as you can from the Scrabble tiles. You're not, you don't get double letters and things like that, but they do have um, different values associated with the letters. So um, it's a very nice, it's a very nice uh, app um, created by Alex York, and I, I presume he has his own uh, company that he does apps with. Um, who, he also created a bunch of apps back in the past for the Norwegian Developers Conference. Um, and, you know, they also have um, dictionaries so you can do... Uh, Norwegian and Swedish words as well. 
Um, so it kind of caters for, for that kind of area as well, which I think um, those those apps is, are very popular. Um, so I would definitely work, recommend checking out Word Out. Um, I'm not very good at it. Uh, they do have a practice mode, so you can practice on your own without kind of embarrassing yourself against your friends for not knowing very long words. Um, but definitely check out that app, and we'll we'll link you to it in the in the show notes. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to be trying out the Norwegian uh, dictionary. Gonna have to try out my Norwegian. Yes. Uh, but the app is actually really cool. It has a it has a really really beautiful UI, which I find refreshing because a lot of apps nowadays just kind of pushed out the door. But this one, every single little detail, great focus and uh, really great design. Yeah, and again, it, it's taking on that kind of iOS seven kind of flat UI sort of look and feel as well. So. Um, developers are already starting even before iOS 7 released developers are already starting kind of picking up on that paradigm again it's a bit more kind of metro-y windows phone-y style um, so if they they do end up porting it over to android or, or windows phone it should feel just at home there as well as it does on on ios so uh, that's a really nice thing to see so to kind of finish up I just want to say thank you uh, very much for listening to the first podcast here um, we're going to be doing these uh, pretty regularly, so keep an eye out on them. Um, so, you know, we would want to tell uh, developers about kind of the latest interesting thing that is available uh, for developers. So uh, definitely tweet at ChrisNTR or at uh, Pierce Bergen, or even just tweet at XamarinHQ about what you want to hear in here. Um, let us know if you have any product uh, projects that you're working on or any open source projects that you want us to mention, and then we'll do our best to get them on the show. Uh, so just want to uh, say thanks for thanks for listening and thanks Pierce for for joining me and um, we'll see you next time. Thanks guys.